and welcome to the Next in Line podcast, where we are helping to prepare you for whatever is next in line. As always, I'm your host, Chance Pitts, joined today with co-host, Mr. Billy Pitts, my dad. Hello, how are you doing? It's awesome to have him back in, well, be back in his office studio up here. Well, it's awesome to be here. Yes, sir. Uh, coming off the heels of a 12-mile run today on Christmas Day, a recovery run, you had a 27-mile run yesterday, so just... Playing a little catch-up, keeping the legs fresh today more than anything. Sure enough, 27 yesterday, that was pretty tough, but uh, 12 miles, just a little recovery run today, so yeah. not bad, not bad. Getting really, really close to uh, Rocky Raccoon, your first 100-mile race coming up, so that's exciting. Getting close is exciting, and uh, it's, it's exciting, and I'm just hoping everything comes together, but the, the distances and everything's been looking real good lately. Been feeling real good about where it's going, so... That's good. No, that's really good to hear. And I'm, I mean, so I'm seeing the runs that you're putting out on social media, posting them on Garmin, all that good stuff. So it looks really promising. I'm excited to see what you can do. It's going to be cool to be out there and be a part of that and pace you and all that good stuff. Uh, before we get into the weeds of the podcast, guys, of course, we have the housekeeping. If you receive value from this episode or any other episode of the podcast, we would ask that you share the show with like-minded individuals who could receive that same kind of value. That's going to be the number one way for us to grow the movement in this podcast and to reach more people and to help more people as a whole. Now, another way you can do that, guys, is by interacting us with us on whatever platform you're listening on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. You can like comment, subscribe, leave a rating or review, whatever your platform allows. And that's going to help us pop up a little bit earlier in the search bar when people look for personal development and self-help type podcast. Also, follow us on social media to keep up with all the crazy stuff like 100-mile races uh, that we're doing and taking on um, and just the daily motivational content and fun stuff and some workout content as well. Uh, that's at Next in Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. But now that we've got that out of the way, um, had a couple things we've been meaning to talk about for a little while on here. Um, we had a, uh, a lot of stuff go out about the Colorado trip that we took around Thanksgiving almost a month ago now. Yeah, about a month ago. And uh, the reason we haven't put anything out just yet is because, to be blatantly honest with you guys, nothing went to plan. Nothing at all, except for him picking me up at the airport and us driving back. That's about it. Yeah, that's about it. We uh, To start off the day before, um, I think I had 101 degree fever. Uh, so I was sick from the start. Um, I had some kind of stomach bug too incorporated with that. Um, it felt kind of flu-like. But decided to keep the trip on. Uh, drove to Colorado anyway. Made pretty good time getting up there. Stayed the first night in the hotel. Um, just kind of relaxed and then went to go pick you up at the airport First thing the next morning. Yep, sure did. And uh, drove out to our first campsite, and uh, that was, didn't go to plan either. No, they ended up, uh, even though it wasn't posted, that campsite ended up being shut down for the season as well. Um, there was no parking on the road close to the hot spring that we were planning on going to, so it would have been about a four or five mile hike in. Um, weather was pretty crazy uh, up there a little bit too, getting cold. So that on top of you not feeling a hundred percent. So it was not, we opted for plan B opted for plan B went to, uh, went to go stay out at the, uh, twin lakes park out there. It's a, uh, kind of open campground 
near Leadville, Colorado. Yep. So instead of Kremling, uh, we drove down an hour and a half or so to the Leadville area and went down there to go do some camping. Found an awesome camping spot. Um, we had some of that on our social media page that y'all might have seen. But also, if you hear some barking or some whining or some uh, jingling of collar, uh, Jack is up here in the in the office with us. He's got a little perch in front of the window, and he's uh, getting a little rowdy right now. But He's being a guard dog for us. That's right, holding it down. But we went out there, found a beautiful campsite, found some firewood, got a fire going, cooked some dinner. Um, there was snow on the ground. Uh, we got every, everything prepped up, and uh, we got the tent set up, got sleeping bags put together, everything like that. Um, and it ended up being, I don't know, it was probably about 20 degrees when we started out there. Yep, yep. And uh, quickly as it got into the night, got very cold on us. The sun went down at 4.45 p.m. That is true, yeah. Something we were not prepared for or used to um, is that sun going down that early in Colorado. Um, and then as we got into the night, you actually did pretty good in your sleeping bag that you were in. Um, I had a nice setup. I had a nice sleeping bag that uh, pretty much temperature. Once I got in there and stabilized, I was pretty comfortable. Yeah, you were you were good to go in the tent. Um, however, me being sick, um, I was bundled up. I had layers on. I had a sleeping bag, um, a uh, liner for the sleeping bag, all that good stuff. And under normal circumstances, we probably would have been just fine, even though it got down to about 10 degrees and there was yeah. ice forming in the tent and all that good stuff. Um, but I just couldn't stay warm, couldn't keep up being sick. Um, so I think about, what, one in the morning or yeah. so? Somewhere in there we, we left out, found a hotel there in Leadville and actually stayed the night there in Leadville. Let you kind of get your body warmed up and get things feeling better and spent the next morning, really, a big chunk of the morning with you recovering from that. So Yeah, even by the time we got over there about 2 a.m., it still took me three or four hours to get warm and back up to speed um, and feeling a little bit better. But yeah, I was drained and had a really rough time and uh, a pretty rough road to recovery the next day. And it hindered us from doing a whole, whole lot. Yeah, um, but we got to kick around Leadville a little bit. We did, we did kick around at ten thousand one hundred and fifty-two feet or something like that. Yeah, town. The whole town's over ten thousand feet, so really cool. Um, that's where we actually planned originally to go up there to Leadville and climb Mount Elbert, uh, which we'll get to that part of the story here in just a little bit. But some other cool things happened while we were up there. Um, got to run around, got to see some of the sites, uh, the stores there as well. And uh, while we were eating, do you want to tell a story about a pretty cool scenario that happened there? Oh, we were sitting there. We just ordered, and uh, I look over to the right, and I see a group of people, and I do a double take, and I was like, I was like, hey, Chance, is that, is that Courtney Dewalter? And, and for those of y'all that don't know, Courtney Dewalter is probably the best female ultra runner and probably hands down the best 200-plus mile ultra runner out there right now uh, in the world. And, so yeah. yeah. We kind of nerded out for a minute, uh, fangirled a little bit, and uh, but yeah, it turned out to be her. Um, she lives up there in the Leadville area, so it was really cool to see her, and you actually got to sneak over and go talk to her for a little bit. I did. I kind of, you know, got over there and got a selfie with her, actually. There you go. <laughs> so that, that was really cool, and it was an awesome, uh, pretty good highlight of the trip, actually. Um, it was a cool experience to get to see uh, somebody that's uh, 
so successful like that and and what you're trying to dabble into and to meet them just out of the blue you know not even planning anything like that and they're just as nice as they can be you know she was there with her full family and having a family get together and she took a moment to do a selfie with me and i really appreciate it It was awesome it's awesome really inspiring person to be around absolutely if you haven't seen anything on her um make sure you look her up she was on the rogan podcast joe rogan's podcast um and it was a really cool story it told a lot about how she got into ultra running uh what she's done and just really entertaining show as well um but it was it was pretty cool for for us to get to see her and you to go meet her and uh and say hi i stayed away kept my distance because obviously i was a little bit uh under the weather no reason to get anybody else sick right but uh after that we Kind of bounced back and recovered and woke up the next morning, went back to the hotel and just chilled out and closed out the day. But I woke up the next day feeling pretty, pretty good. Oh, actually, did we go to the Airbnb after that? We did. We did. Okay. We went to we the did. Airbnb at Twin Lakes instead of Leadville. Yeah. Um, and that's where we closed out the day, hung out there, um, watched a little Netflix and and hung out and relaxed a little bit. I was still getting back on my feet a touch, um, but we had one day left at that point in Colorado. Right. <laughs> so like I said, didn't, didn't really go to plan. Not a whole lot of great things going on as far as, uh, progress and, and preparation sake. We, we planned for pretty active and pretty crazy time out there, but no, we did, but you know, we just kind of got to roll with it and, you know, it's gonna, whatever happens happens. And we kind of just, you know, made the best of the situation at the time. You can't control all the factors, even though you try to try to eliminate everything that can go, you know, arrive from your plans, but things just happen and you got to go with it. So we still made a good positive, you know, trip out of the thing. We had a great time. What's that famous, is it Mike Tyson quote? Everybody's got a plan till they get punched in the face. <laughs> there you go. So, we yeah. took a couple of punches on that trip. Yeah, but we woke up the next morning from the Airbnb um, is kind of where I was before I got sidetracked and lost on the story a little bit. Uh, woke up at the Airbnb feeling pretty good the next day. Um, and decided we were really close to Mount Elbert um, in the trailhead there. So we decided to try to give it a go um, and started off on this little bitty back road out there leading up to the trailhead. Um, they got pretty sketchy and uh, we pulled off about halfway up or so, yeah. um, about a mile and a half from the trailhead. Mm. Uh, just didn't feel like risking the Tacoma up there since we had a 13 and a half hour drive back to Texas um, that afternoon. So we decided to hike up and uh, climb Mount Elbert and uh, kind of in step with the rest of the trip. That didn't exactly go to, <laughs> go to plan either. No, it didn't. I think first thing out of the box is we took a wrong turn, got off on a different trail for a little bit. We did. Um, and then we finally got back to the trailhead and then headed up the mountain. And uh, me being a flatlander, all I, put, I put on like a bunch of layers of clothes and I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> we we both did. We layered up pretty heavy. Um, of course, I did because I was sick a little bit more, and probably it hit me as well. But you were you were really layered up, um, and it uh it ended up taking a little bit of a toll on us going up the mountain. It did. I think I was preparing for a blizzard, and I should have just had a couple layers on and threw some layers in my backpack, but. I was sweating so much and then being cold, I didn't even realize I was sweating that much. It was coming through all like, I don't know, probably uh, four layers uh, and a hoodie and um, and the outer jacket. (laughs) Yeah, we're blowing through water pretty good because of that, obviously, too. Um, So about halfway up, over 11,000, between 11,000 and 12,000 feet, Yeah, decided to throw in the towel on it and come back. 
Well, you 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 realized how much I was sweating out because I didn't even realize it because it was coming through all the layers. Yeah, <laughs> and so. you were like, "Uh, we better we better backtrack and uh, take another shot at this later." So yeah, so we figured that we would uh, if we continued, probably get ourselves in a pretty bad bind. Probably and so. So it uh it was it was a great learning experience at least. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, you know, like I said, nothing went to plan, but uh, hey, you know, uh, it just makes me hungry to go back because I want to check it out. I want to do it next time. I want to see how many uh, peaks we can, you know, we can try to get up with some of those 14,000 14, footers. Absolutely. So, so, yeah, I definitely want to go back and try it again. It was beautiful. beautiful. Absolutely, yeah, it was. But, uh, yeah, like I said, plans just, you know, didn't go to plan. So. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it was a bad call going up there that time of year either. Uh, a lot of people questioned that whenever we went, and understandably, but – it really wasn't that bad had everything gone more to plan or somewhat to plan. No, it wasn't. We weren't the only ones on that trail that day either. No, there, so were, there, several. there were several other people there. And uh, the weather was just, it was perfect, really. Yeah, genuinely. Really was, yeah, we were going to try to make it up and back down before a cold front was going to blow in that afternoon. So it would have been fine except for, you know, the poor the poor planning on my part on that for sure. But uh, it was a learning experience for sure. It was, and we made it through it uh, without nobody dying or getting too hurt or anything like that or sick. So, Well, the, the cold here is way different than it is in Colorado, that's for sure. It is, and we're experiencing that this week, of course. Uh, as we shoot this on Christmas, it's been 10, 15 degrees out here. Oh, it's been pretty cold. I think I started my run. It had got up to, I waited until it got up to 27 before I started yesterday. Yeah, on a long run out On a long there. run, yeah. Yeah, and today I think we were at 45 degrees, probably ended somewhere in the 30s by the time we got to the end of it and it cooled down on us. Pretty comfortable, really. It felt pretty nice. It was good. But, yeah, it's it's a totally different kind of cold up there. Uh, it doesn't have the bite that it does down here whenever it gets that cold. So it was good. It was a learning experience. Um, of course, when we got back down, Elbert um, stripped off the wet clothes and crap, changed, and hopped in the truck and started the 13-and-a-half-hour trek back to make sure that we were back in uh, in Texas by Thanksgiving and didn't get ourselves in trouble with anybody down oh, here. Oh, yeah. If you want to see any pics, just hit us up, message us, DM us, whatever. We can, we can hook you up with some pictures from that trip. It was pretty awesome. We did see a lot of beautiful places and, and uh, definitely want to go back and check out that town and check out that mountain again. Absolutely. And we've got, I think there was 58 peaks up there that are over 14,000 feet or something. Something like that, yeah. It's, um, it's we, crazy. We'd like to plan like a five-day or a week-long trip and just go see how many of those we can take out um, and, and how many we can summit, either whether that's during that same time of year or during a more favorable time in the summer or something. Um, but with that being said, I know there's a few people out there that showed some interest in that too. Um so if you are interested in that, by all means, shoot us a message or let us know. Maybe we can make that some part of the trip or uh, do a little bit of a, a travel group up there. That'd be pretty cool. I envision like having a group going out there and doing it and having a base camp with some people that stay at the base camp and, and we just kind of keep in touch and take care of each other and just, man, just have a great time. I think that'd be a really, really cool thing, honestly. And Take the guitars up there, do a little, you know sitting around the fire and all kind of stuff like i think it'd be great yeah that that twin lakes campsite that we found and ended up uh camping at that night would have been phenomenal with some fair weather so oh yeah and not being sick of course but <laughs> that too but yeah that in a nutshell uh we made it back to texas without a hitch um i think we grabbed chick-fil-a when we got across the texas border up there oh, we did we did um 
jetted back down here and uh, made it in time to have the uh, Thanksgiving wrestling match. Oh, yeah. And uh, got through that and survived, even though I was still a little bit under the weather. Um, and, yeah, that was the Colorado trip in a nutshell. Uh, very, very fun, very beautiful. Saw a lot of cool things, learned a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Definitely want to do it again. And uh, I was concerned about the time of the year we went, but really it wasn't that bad. It, no. it was really nice. And nice people. A lot of nice folks up there. A lot of great people, really yeah, impressed. for sure. So, yeah. And so now that we've got the Colorado trip recapped, there was another topic that we really both talked about a little bit today on the run. Um, but then just thought about as a lot of people this time of year are gearing up for the new year. They've got that uh, quote-unquote new year, new me kind of mentality going on um, and probably looking at some of the new year's resolutions that are out there. Um, and I know you and I both kind of have the same mindset about new year's resolutions. Um, not that it's bad. We think we think that it's a great thing to make progress and a great thing to make the decision to try to get healthier or to do something do less of the things you don't need to do and more of the things that you do need to do. Absolutely. We're very, very supportive of that. But we also both think that you shouldn't wait for a specific time or the conditions to be perfect or the New Year's resolution to, to make this decision to get better. Um, you shouldn't have to go through the holidays and, oh, I'm going to eat bad on Christmas and on New Year's and Thanksgiving. So I want to wait till after all that. We kind of both have the mindset, I think, that you should attack those things and just decide to do it and go, right? You should. You really should just go right at it. And, then, you know, if you wait for the time to be perfect, it's never going to be perfect. It's that way for so many things. Just do it. Just give it a shot and see what you can come up with. I mean, just go attack it and do it. You that's, know? That, no, that's exactly right. And that's that's the really the theme of what we're talking about. Um, and because we are at the end of the year and because there is the – opportunity for the new year's resolution uh we, we figured we'd talk a little bit to y'all about some of those things um for context if you're just joining us or if you're new to this or don't know who we are or what we do um i myself i lost about 65 pounds um a couple i guess it's creeping up on two years ago almost now um yeah. went from being very inactive being a heavy drinker uh being very just caught up in my career being the only place that progress seemed to matter in my life, um, completely changed my outlook, changed my, um, uh, physical fitness. I started running ultra marathons. I've done, um, two fifty Ks, a marathon, a 100 K and a hundred mile race now. Um, so we have, I, as a person have definitely decided to change my life for the better. Um, kind of like what a lot of people are probably looking to do in this new year's resolution. And I don't know if you want to tell them a little bit about your resume for being able to talk about this as well. Ah, uh, just, you know, several years ago, I just kind of was tired of feeling bad. I was overweight. Uh, you know, I was 60 pounds heavier and just no energy, no focus, no, no mental focus, just no anything, no desire to do anything. Um, and the health was going downhill about to get on medication about to start taking all of these things for high blood pressure and, and, and on and on and on. And uh, so I decided to do something about it. And uh, a good friend got me in, into the gym and started to start me on a workout program. And it was just, just one day on a whim, we got to talking and we just decided we were going to do it. And uh, it got me over to hump and uh, got me into lifting and just, I became, an, I became addicted to lifting. I really love it. And, um, 
and then this guy got me into ultra running <laughs> and so uh it's been cool to watch myself transform from you know being overweight sluggish and just just didn't feel like doing anything to a whole new high energy level uh lifting weights seeing my body change being more muscular losing that gut and everything and then now my body's changing again as i'm getting ready for this 100 mile race i got coming up and so and your body's an amazing thing if you'll just if you'll give it the things it needs to do what you want it to do it'll do it it's it's amazing you don't need all of this added things just if you want to lean out and you know change your diet work out it's it's an engine it's a it's a functioning thing and you you can help it get where you want it to be by just taking the steps to get there by working out, by changing your diet, changing the things you do and it'll get there. So that's, I mean, that's, that's how it's been for me. And it's amazing to sit there and watch the changes and, and to, to see tweaks that you make in what you're doing as your workout routine and then see your results happening as your body starts to shift into what you're doing now for me, it's running right now. So it's pretty cool to see. It is really cool to see, and it's been really cool to see that part of your journey. And there's the other side to it, too. We don't want to make it seem like it's all just unicorns, rainbows, and flowers. I mean, no. there's been a lot of trial and error through this, too. Um, we've we've been in somebody that has been – we've been people that have been able to be very successful in this front as well. But we've also had diets that – didn't work out and we ended up right back where we started we've tried to go out and start lifting weights or running or getting more physically active and things just went right back to where they were and, oh, yeah. and not been able to make progress we've also had slip-ups along the way whenever we've been into this for a long time it's it's a chore to stay disciplined but it's something that's very worthwhile whenever you get into it um so we're Definitely not just sugarcoating this and saying it's going to be an easy process or that, hey, look at us. We've been able to achieve some awesome things. No, this this is genuinely a challenging and hard thing to do. And that's why we figured we'd come today and point out a few things that people tend to struggle with in their New Year's resolutions um, and really kind of give you all our opinion on it and strategies for how you can combat that. So that's what we're sitting here to do. I, I think you asked earlier and I looked it up. Um, most New Year's resolutions uh, out there, I think under some research, I don't know how accurate it is, but it has a 16% success rate for New Year's resolution. That means if 100 people started, 84 of them are going to fail, and only 16 of those are going to complete it. And we're, we're no means telling anyone not to get started on anything on New Year's. That's not what we're saying here at all. Exactly, yeah. We want this to be a positive conversation about progress, not something where you become intimidated or or kind of, I don't know, maybe a little disheartened about starting that process. And at any point, if you have any questions about any of these things, reach out to us. We're happy to help. Uh, we got the Westphalia Fitness Center up here, of course, that Dad's working on. Um, and he's in the middle of this prep for his 100-mile uh, race. And I'm always doing something wild and crazy and always happy to help, too. So don't hesitate to shoot us a DM. Well, what's worked for you whenever you got into it? I mean, I know it wasn't smooth sailing. It wasn't for either one of us. But what worked for you as far as made it, making it sustainable? Yeah. So for about, I guess just over two years ago was the first time I really tried to get into shape, uh, right around the time that Lane and I were going to get married. Um, 
And I had tried to get back into it a few times before that, but that was really the first time that I genuinely wanted to make a change, right? I wanted to look a little bit better on wedding day. I wanted to lose some of the weight, get back to being the person that I used to be in a lot of ways. Um, And one of the first points that I have actually written down ties directly into that. I never truly came up with a specific plan for what I wanted or any metrics of how to what I was going to measure it against or even a plan of how to get there. So the biggest thing for me was coming up with my true goal and being specific with it. I wanted to lose weight and I wanted to get down to 180 pounds. Currently at that time I weighed 235 pounds. So that was a pretty huge goal to try to take on especially on a pretty short time slot uh, for that time. And I'll be honest, I failed at it. I went to the gym when I felt like getting up in the morning. The motivation was kind of fleeting. Uh, Started out really strong going probably five days a week um, and doing some running as well. And then I didn't have a plan. I just run or lift whenever I wanted to. And I fell off the bandwagon because I started waking up in the morning and not feeling like going. Um, And then along with that, I... I decided that I wanted to lose about 50 pounds, but I had no game plan for how I was going to do that either because I figured that even though I drank a lot, even though I ate like crap, as long as I got in the gym, it was going to be okay, right? I was going to be able to go work out, eat all these things I wanted to eat, and it didn't matter if I was eating fried chicken as long as I was doing some bench press or running some miles, we're going to be okay, right? Most people cannot outwork a bad diet. That is extremely true. Unless you're there's running a few weird, 27 miles, right? Well, there's a few few exceptions to any rule, but For sure. the majority of people, me and you, just standard, I mean, we cannot, you cannot outwork, outrun a bad diet. No, if, if I do what I am doing now, training plan wise, and I just keep eating like I used to eat and drinking like I used to drink, I will gain all the weight back. And same, same with you, right? Oh, absolutely. I found that out the hard way, really. But you can't, you can't out a bad diet or bad habits. Either of those things, you have to kind of correct those things. You, you're going to see some progress if you start running. You're going to see some progress if you start lifting weights. But you're only going to see so much. And it's going to plateau out until you get the diet right. Until you get your, your, your diet is your fuel intake. It's like putting premium gas into your engine or pouring water in there with some crappy gas and expecting it to perform, you know, like a, you know, like it should, it's not going to. It's not. No, you're exactly right. And we talked about me, we talked about, uh, the specific goals and the metrics and the plan. And I had to start planning my diet. I had to start planning my workout. And that's when things started to flourish and being able to stick to the plan and have a roadmap to try to get to where I'm going really helped me uh, initially, but what's one, what's probably the biggest factor that helped you with sticking to your decision to make a change? Well, I think the, the routine sticking to a plan, having a plan, even when you don't win it for a while there, I was like getting up 4am and working out there like clockwork five days a week at least. And then working out on Saturdays, get up a little later. But even when I didn't want to get up, I made me dog tired, work went late, I didn't get to bed till midnight, whatever it was, I made myself get up because almost every single time when I went ahead and did that workout, afterwards I felt great. 
Yes. And when you do that, especially that early morning workout, when you do that early morning workout and then you read or whatever you want to do by six or 7 a.m., you've already had your breakfast. You feel like you've accomplished a lot and nobody else has even gotten up yet. And but it sets your day on a positive path and it just keeps rolling. So, I mean, that was really the most the most fun I had in that time. And when I locked in a routine, that's what made it sustainable. And the other thing is. You got to do it for because you, you want to. Some people say, "Well, body, but he's a selfish, you know, whatever, a selfish, you know, focused on himself. They don't think about it." Well, you kind of have to be because you have to want to fix yourself, and you have to want to do it for you. That's where it's got to start. You know, you have to start there, and then get a routine. Those two things will set you on the right path. You know, and then you can start working on what your routine is, you know, what your diet plan is, all of those things. But that's, you gotta, you gotta do it for you and you gotta do a routine. You gotta get something set in stone, not going when you feel like it, you know, and that kind of stuff. And, and you will see change. You got to realize it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, you know? Absolutely. No, I completely agree. And that's actually something I've gotten written down here is number three was it was, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And that's a fantastic point because you didn't lose all that weight overnight, right? You didn't change your habits overnight. You didn't start being able to rep out 225 in the gym overnight. No, it wasn't overnight. And like I say, I thought I could outlift and I just do more reps. That way I don't have to stop eating fried chicken and hamburgers and fries. And you can't do that. Or I couldn't do that anyway. For sure. So I went from like 250 to 225 in a plateau and I couldn't lose any more weight. And I was like, what's going on? And my buddy who's been working out for years and years, he's like, fix your diet. And so I got some advice from him. I fixed my diet. I just ate cleaner and the weight started falling off again. And it was amazing. So something you said there's really important too. You just ate cleaner. It's, it's not a total all out like, iron fist can't enjoy anything in life no you just you make healthier decisions whenever you go out to eat instead of ordering something with fried food order grilled chicken order some kind of grilled fish or seafood or something like that that's a little bit healthier cleaner source of protein doesn't have all the fat and the carbs and crap and then get you some kind of complex carb that is good for you look for sweet potatoes look for even potatoes can be good for you, too, if you sure. do them right without all the crap in them. Right. Um, rice. Um, vegetables are always great. Um, and just things like that, healthy alternatives to ordering the fried fish with fries and hush puppies and all that stuff that's really, you know, you shouldn't be eating if you're trying to make progress and right, lose weight. Right, There's a And there's the thing, too, there's a ton of items out there, whether it's at the grocery store or whether it's it's at a restaurant, there's always a healthier list of stuff on the menu you can eat now in most every restaurant you go to. Agreed. So you can always pick the healthier item on a menu and eat that, you know. If you do that consistently, if you do that consistently, overall you'll come out way ahead, you know, go to the grocery store, you pick the good stuff, start, you know. Things that are your body's going to, your engine's going to be able to process a lot easier and burn, you know, and efficiently and that kind of thing. That's what you want to look for. Eat that, eat the grind, uh, eat, you know, the grilled stuff. Don't eat the fried stuff. You know, just stay away from sugars, things like that. There's the little, there's little twists you can make in your daily diet that'll go a long way. 
I never had success locking into a particular diet plan that you hear people talking about. I never was successful at that. And I never was happy with the results I got out of that. And it wasn't, it wasn't sustainable. That was one thing I figured out really heavily uh, was the lack of sustainability in those fad diets. I've done paleo. I've done keto. I've done low carb. Uh, a bunch of other diets like that. I've done counting calories to the point of starving myself pretty much. And what happened was if you go back and look at my Instagram or anything like that, or the next in line development Instagram, you'll see that at the end of that 75 hard that I did that really jump started that um, process for me, I was scrawny. I was like at an unhealthy point. I was much healthier than being a big chubby guy anymore but I was not I didn't have much muscle on me I had lost a ton of weight and a lot of people asked if I was sick and at the time I didn't understand why they were asking that but I was doing something completely unsustainable with my diet with those fad things I wasn't finding a point of sustainability and balance and eating things that were good for me and served me in a way that would put me to a point where I could still gain muscle and I could I could live a healthy and functional kind of life right and and you're hearing this from a guy that liked eating cheeseburgers or hot dogs growing up chicken strips too. don't don't forget the chicken strips and macaroni mashed potatoes yeah if it was anything healthy he probably wasn't going to eat it back then exactly right and my outlook has completely changed in life and it it comes along with with this mindset and this approach uh, that you got to have with these changes you're wanting to make. And you mentioned something too about going to the grocery store. And I wanted to throw in a little bit, sprinkle something in right there. Yeah. If you're going to make these changes, one of the biggest things you're going to have to do is you're going to have to change your environment. So you're going to have to not bring home the things that you were going to be apt to overindulge in, right? You can't have ice cream and ding dongs and oatmeal cream pies in the pantry and expect yourself not to eat them because if they're there, I'm going to eat them. And that's why they don't come into the house. Right. Bingo. And that's just part of it guys. And same thing with people. You can't surround yourself with people that constantly make bad decisions for their health and bad decisions for this life in general. Life in general. Yeah. And, expect yourself to excel and move in a positive direction. It's, it's very hard to do because as social creatures, as humans, we give into that peer pressure. And for that reason, I've had to make a ton of changes. I know you've made a ton of changes in your life and it's something that you're going to have to do within this process. So you've got to be prepared for that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, um, changes into, uh, the diet changes into people I hang around with, you know, it's kind of, um, you know, when I go out to play music, it used to be always, I'm going to drink every night. If I play music. I don't do that anymore. I'm not going to, I may occasionally have a shot or something like that. I'm not going to lie. But, um, for the majority, I mean, I don't do that anymore. I used to have to have something to drink when I went to play music and I don't have to do that anymore. It's just, and it was just a, a conscious decision that I wanted to be healthier and I didn't want, I didn't want to also have to enjoy music with that influence. I wanted to enjoy music, you know, and, and anything else you're doing, you know, I wanted to enjoy it, you know, for what it was and, and to have a good time without it. So I, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's a, just me. <laughs> no, it's great. It's a beautiful example of the kind of the mindset shift and the way that whenever you start making some of these changes, they positively impact other areas of your life. For yeah. sure. For sure. And that's definitely what that was. It, it, it leaks into other, bleeds into other parts of your life, you know, whether you know it or not. 
Absolutely. And I, you know, we talk about a lot of motivational stuff. We post a lot of motivational stuff. But one other thing I wanted to mention while we're here is that motivation is a very loose and unsustainable thing as well. You can be extremely motivated by a David Goggins uh, book or post or Cam Haynes running up and down a mountain on Instagram or Andy Frisella yelling at you through a microphone. There's so many great avenues for people that get you fired up, get you moving in the right direction. Chad Wright, Nick Bear, all these guys that are phenomenal speakers and great motivators, they'll get you fired up. But whenever you're in the gym and you're on the treadmill or you're running outside on the streets or you're dead tired after work and you got to go convince yourself to do 12 sets of 12 reps doing bench incline decline all these other things too whenever you're having to go through this process know that motivation's not always going to be there it's very fleeing it's not going to be something that is sustainable so Because of that, you kind of alluded to this earlier, but you've got to find your why and you've got to do it for yourself. You do. I mean, and those guys, you got to realize too, and those guys are all phenomenal examples of people doing great things and setting a great example for everyone. But that's all they're going to post too. You got to realize that they're not going to post the dark times or the rough days either. That's sad. They don't want to post that out there. But you know, you were talking earlier, it's tough to find your routine and stay motivated all the time and always stay on high because it doesn't always work that way. Well, that's life in general. And that's how it's going to be. Like you're talking about when you're out there running or you're in the gym by yourself and you're just not feeling it. It's tough. Those are the days that you push your way through and go ahead and get that. You get that workout done. Even if you didn't accomplish, you know, you felt like I didn't get all out of that. I could have got out of it. You got more out of that than you would have if you would have just went home that day. And you got to you got to remember that. So even though it could have been better, it's still a positive building block for you. And you have to focus on that and realize that you're still moving the right direction. You're still going the right the right way with it. And so staying motivated is is like say it is difficult to do at times. Because life is difficult, it and is. so things are going to pop up. Uh, this week, the water heater went out in the house, and, and, uh, and the water heater is bigger than the doorway to get the water heater out, so I had to tear the door out. I was like, man, come on now. <laughs> so, I mean, who would have thought, you know, while you're getting ready for Christmas, family's coming in and everything, and I was like, oh, the water heater's out. There's water in the floor. What? So, I mean, life is going to throw you curveballs, but it's just – how are you going to react to those curveballs? What are you going to do? You know, and uh, a lot of times, like I say, I mean, a lot of times going to the gym, whatever, even doing my runs, I just, man, I just, I don't feel like it today, but I'll go out there and I'll get, I'll get to working out because working out to me is also meditation time. So it gives me time to clear my mind, get away from my problems I got going on. Uh, so just be aware of those things as you're getting into it. You know, if you're just starting up with a program, you're going to be sore. That's just, it's going to happen. And you make it through those stages and then you're going to have life, you know, throw curveballs at you. Kids are going to have things going on. You're going to have obligations and, you know, you might have to go and hit the gym at a, at an odd hour or, or a nighttime, what hour or something, someplace where, you know, you didn't think you were going to have to, to, to your, do your routine or get your workout in. But if you do those things, though, you're going to feel so much better for doing it. And it's going to, it's going to get you 
more and more engraved into a process, uh, into a solid plan that you can follow if you'll do that and make yourself do it. It'll make you, like I say, it'll, it'll bleed into other areas too. It will. And you will just start achieving more. It's, 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 it's weird how it all works. I, you know, and you never think about that stuff when you're getting into it, but it does. And also uh, on that same, on that same subject, I want y'all to think about something from a little bit different perspective. If there's somebody in your life that tells you that they're going to do something and they fail to do it over and over and over, you're going to stop surrounding yourself with that person, right? You're going to stop trusting them. You're going to stop believing them. So your self-confidence and your time that you spend with yourself and the discipline that you build for yourself works in the same exact way. If you make a promise to yourself like a New Year's resolution or like one of these agreements to start losing weight or get healthier or quit drinking, whatever it is, every time you keep that promise to yourself, it's going to help you build self-confidence. It's going to help you build that discipline. But just like that person in your life that does something and then doesn't follow through, if you don't follow through with yourself, what you're going to do is you're going to train your mind to understand that the things that you say and the intentions and the goals that you set for yourself aren't what you're going to end up doing, right? And that's something that that I've heard Ed Milet talk about a lot um, with keeping promises to yourself and agreements to yourself. And that's a very important factor whenever you come into this as well, because there's a lot of people that come into this with the absolute best intentions, but what's the saying uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions or something like that. Yeah, I believe that's right. Um, it, it's really something you're going to have to, to, like you said, go to the gym on the days that you don't want to go to the gym, get up out of bed and run the miles that you need to run or, or get active or even just go take care of something with work or spend time on the business you're trying to grow or your personal finances, whatever it is that you're trying to improve on. You have to spend time working on that every single day. If you promise yourself that you're going to do that to try to get better, because that's just going to help you build that snowball and get it rolling downhill and just keep everything moving in the positive direction. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for, for years, I, I kind of, I need to do that. I need to do that. I know I need to, I know I need to get in the gym and I never did, you know, and, and, but it kind of gets you like you're talking about to where I know I need to, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And you kind of get, you kind of accept it. You kind of accept it that this is your fate. Yeah. <laughs> and, but you kind of get that way with a lot of other things. I know I should really take care of that project over here on the house or whatever maybe or for work and he's like ah, it just never happens or it gets pushed off it gets pushed off until it gets to a point that you have to do something or whatever um but it like you say it carries over into so many other areas in your life you know and as far as working out and kind of getting back to what you're talking about too that uh, you know i heard nick bear and a few other people talk about um you know you know doing hard things you know, working out is hard. Eating clean can be hard, but also being 60 pounds overweight and not feeling very good can be hard. <laughs> it's yes. a hard life. I mean, I was there and, and I would rather work out to me, which doesn't seem hard anymore at all and feel so much better. I would rather run. I mean, I ran 39 miles this weekend in two days and it was hard. 
but it, it felt great. So yeah, it, it beats the hell out of the alternative though. Uh, absolutely. Choose absolutely. your heart, right? Choose your heart. Yeah, there you go. Choose your heart. So, I mean, um, it's hard. Life is hard. Choose your heart. You know, you can choose your, you can choose your heart and take control of your life and have a lot better outcome. Or you can choose your heart and let life just come to you and you accept what happens to you. And it will definitely be hard. It, it will. You yes. know, whether you can't even get up to get out of the chair or you can't stand up straight or whatever. And, and just to go to the store or whatever. Uh, I have very, I have a lot of friends that are in that boat, you know, so I, it happens. So we, we were both in that boat, right? Yeah. You, we were on both on a bad, bad path for sure. For a long time, we decided to make a change. And I know we've talked about a lot of things that seem kind of, kind of tough love and, and maybe <laughs> somewhat can be taken a negative connotation, but one thing I do want to add in here on this as well is you mentioned earlier uh, you had a good buddy that got you into lifting, and that's a good segue into the last really big point that we want to talk about and make sure we don't hit or don't forget to hit on this one, um, and that would be you got to remember to have fun during this process. You've got to make this a process that is, like we said, sustainable and enjoyable, and that friend that got you into it's a perfect example enjoy the things that you do or find the things that you enjoy and utilize that for a way to improve your life. If you really want to get more active with your children or your grandkids and you've just been out of shape or overweight or haven't been able to keep up with them or whatever it is, if you want to spend more quality time and just overall have more years with them here on earth, then that's your why. That's that's your reason for doing it. And that's the way for you to have fun. You can get out and get more active. You can go hiking, go running. You can go work out with them. You can chase them around. And that's going to be something that helps improve your life and move it in a positive direction while still doing something you enjoy. You don't have to kill yourself for hours and hours on the treadmill at a gym isolated and embarrassed and by yourself. That's not how this has to work. You can find you friends and people that you enjoy to be around that are inspiring and encouraging and motivating. And you can utilize that to jumpstart your progress and get you going the way you want to go. You almost have to really honestly in this space, utilize those things to help you make progress, help sustainability. You do, you do. It's, you know, it's kind of like you were talking about, um, you, you, um, you didn't really say it this way, but you like hang around people you want to be like, you know, and that was kind of like my friend, you know, he was like, man, I'll show you if you're serious, I'll show you. And we got into it together working out and just, uh, Man, it just took off. It took off. But you look, you know, you look to people that are doing great things and, and learn from them, you know. Absolutely. And learn, learn, learn from them. Try to try to how they how what they're doing can improve your life. And you just try to incorporate those things into what you're doing and learn from them. And then now I've been able to teach some people at the, the old Westphalia Fitness Center. And I've got some people that are coming and asking me and learning some things about fitness and diet and things like that. So it's been it's been it's been just fantastic to be able to to take and learn from a friend and now give back to some some other people that are coming in. So uh, the the whole thing is to improve your life, improve uh, your you know the quality of your life. You know that that's the main thing right there. Yeah, and and with this too, not to put more weight on you that that you're looking to make a new year's resolution and stick to it or willing to go out and, and attack one of these, these programs or, or plans for getting yourself healthy. But 
it really is bigger than you in a lot of ways. And you alluded, alluded that a little bit there. Um, but just since you and I have gotten into a healthier spot um, and started doing some things, the shock wave of that and the network of people connected to that, that have all started to progress their lives in physical fitness or with just diet changes or health kind of in, in that area of their life has been crazy. It, it's insane to see how many people we've been able to positively impact. There's so many people that are starting to ultra run and do crazy stuff like that. But yeah. even smaller than that, just starting to work out and make better decisions for themselves to live a longer and healthier life that is more conducive. And the reason I said don't let that intimidate you because that truly is a factor to consider. If we said earlier that the people you hang around matters the people that hang around you matters just the same because what you're giving out is the value that you have in this world. Very true. Very true. So that's a great point. Absolutely. Um, and last thing I'd probably say, um, just some recommendations for what you can do if you're looking to, to dive into this. Um, I think 75 hard's a good one. I think 75 hard's a really good, uh, um, program for people to dive into if you don't know what that is at 75 days of consecutive no cheat meals drink a gallon of water a day two workouts one of which has to be outside both of them have to be 45 minutes a piece progress picture read 10 pages of a personal development nonfiction book and i think that's it right i, th- I think that's it and the, the thing i'll say to that is 75 hard is 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 tough it is very challenging. This is called 75 hard. You cannot, there no, did I say no cheat meals and no alcohol? I didn't say that. No cheat meals and no alcohol as well. So it is very challenging because if you mess up during that process, you go back to day one. And it is very self-policed, but it's very strict. It's meant to be very, very strict and challenging because it's meant to change your life. I'll say one thing into there. Don't be afraid to fail. Absolutely. Don't be afraid. I failed at 75 hard multiple times before I nailed it. Um, and I failed multiple times at a diet before I finally figured out what works for me. I failed multiple times trying to get into to weightlifting before I finally found out the routine that works for me and found my motivation. Uh, so it's don't be afraid to fail. I mean, the greatest athletes in the world, they failed multiple times over and over before they became successful. And they still fail when they're successful. So don't be afraid to fail. Try it. Just do it. You know, so um, that's about it. I mean, as far as what I mean, I think don't be afraid to fail. Decide you want to do it for yourself and set a set a routine, get disciplined routine in there and give it a good try. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to give it the old, you know, solid, solid try and realize that during that process, things are going to get tough. Things are going to come up, whatever. And you're going to have issues, but just keep going back. It's like, it's like, how do you react to taking a punch? Do you quit or do you get back up and, and keep going? You know, and then that's, that's what a lot of life is. It's what everything is, how you deal with your problems, how you deal with weightlifting, how you deal with running, whatever. It's never going to go to plan. No. <laughs> like our Colorado trip. Yeah. Falls all apart. But, but what are you going to do? Are you just going to go cry in a hotel room or are you going to just try to hike up a mountain anyway? Just, just do it, you know, and realize, realize that it's never going to be perfect and realize that there's going to be ups and downs. But if you stay positive and keep, plugging away at it 
the trend will be up. It will be positive and there will be more ups than there will be downs. And, uh, I'm talking from experience. Absolutely. No. And I couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, but guys on this new year's resolution, like he said, if you do fail, if you come to a hard point, a rocky spot, push reset, start over, but don't give up. Don't give up. Don't sit in that hotel room crying. Like you just said, <laughs> get up there and try to climb that mountain. And guys, Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you so much, Pops, for being on the show and letting me tag along for the 12-mile run today. Oh, thanks. Well. Thanks for having me. And, uh, hey, I appreciate it. That's going to be some like some pacing you're going to probably do for me at Rocky Raccoon. So uh, looking forward to that, you know. Absolutely. And as you all are getting started in your, in your programs or whatever, reach out, you know, comment. Let us know how it's going. You know, if you get in a dark, low spot, reach out. DM us. Say, hey. You know, because we've been there, we've done it, and then, uh, you know, you can do it. Absolutely, you can do it. set your mind to it and just do it. Yeah, if you if you want to reach out, um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Next in Line Development on all three of those platforms. We're also at Next in Line Development on YouTube as well. Uh, that's where a lot of y'all have watched this podcast. You can comment there. You can shoot us a DM on social media. Don't hesitate to do so. We are happy to help no matter the question there's no such thing as a dumb question out here um and if you need recommendations if you need ideas for meal plans if you need ideas for workout plans whatever it is we've been there and we're always glad to help uh but you got anything else for this one pops i just if you like what you're hearing give us a like out there uh, share you know let your friends know spread the word you know and uh i mean reach out absolutely let us know how we can help you and like he said with sharing the show there's a lot of people that are looking for this kind of content right now looking to get motivated and to start their year off on a good and right foot so if you could screenshot this throw it on your instagram facebook story post it on there let people know who is helping you get motivated and help you move this thing in the right direction but guys that's all i've got for today uh so Go ahead and get after it. Knock out those New Year's resolutions and uh, always be prepared for whatever is next in line. <laughs>